Welcome to an inquiry into freedom with your hosts Ron and Alan. Uh, today is Tuesday, May the 9th. Um, breaking news, Ron. Oh, what's that? Let's listen. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. Two things. Is <laughs> uh, that today? That was about 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, so, wow. yeah, so two things. Uh, to say about that, now we can put it to rest. We know where Tucker's going to go. And secondly, you called it right here on this show. <laughs> and someone must be listening because uh, that's exactly what you said should happen. Is that that's, those well, two, there wasn't any need for you to call Elon up well, and say, hey, he, Elon. I, I actually did talk to Elon, and he said, there's no oh. point. Uh, there's an announcement coming soon. We heard what you had oh. to say. We, we really uh, took it to heart, and here you go. 
Wow. Well, good for you. And and was there a consulting fee involved? I mean, other than just the beer? The undisclosed amount. Oh! oh okay. That'll go into our advertising fund. Oh, it'll double it to like 10 bucks. Yeah. Right. yeah. It might even double our number of listeners. I think he before. said, here's a, here's a free subscription to Twitter. <laughs> free idea. And now, uh, you know, Twitter's free. Good for, anyway. good for both of them. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, we were talking a lot in jest, but also a lot of, no, I mean, there was some brain power going on there. I could smell the smoke. Yeah, no, but, great call. Um, yeah, that good for Tucker Carlson and good for Elon Musk, because those guys just seemed like they, uh, they were on the same wavelength. I mean, well, there's no need for us to talk it through now because we already talked it through. But it's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay. Huh. But he's going to Twitter. So what are, I guess he's going to let us know what he's going to do there. But I'm like, how does Tucker Carlson go on Twitter? Because, I mean, he doesn't really talk with his thumbs, you know? Well, uh, so there... There are clips and, um, you know, people post videos and stuff, but it, it's interesting as to how they're going to do an entire show and how they will monetize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are making a big deal out of, well, he's getting, you know, Tucker's still apparently under contract with Fox News. Right. Yeah. Until January 2025. And it's, you know, like $25 million a year give or take they're like well he's walking away from 25 you know million dollars a year for free for the next couple of <laughs> so uh, let me assure yeah. you that he's gonna make you know a heck of a lot more money than a lot more money a lot yeah um which I, i'll be honest with you I, I view tucker as someone who's pretty down to earth um and i'm not sure that at this point in his career that money is the issue yeah i think you're right about i mean that. i think he could literally walk away from media today and never have to work again yeah i i don't know this just more speculation on my part but i think he's already gone beyond his wildest dreams when he uh got out of college you know sure. i imagine you know it's probably a, a bunch in the bank and he's got a five six million dollar home there on the beach in florida it's like and how much ammo can you buy so um i have a feeling it doesn't really matter because he's basically at least on air we've both talked about this he he may or may not be the same person off the air but on the air he comes across as you're saying as a pretty down-to-earth person and he also comes across as He's doing something he loves to do. He's he's genuine, whether you agree with the guy or not. He's got the same thing that Trump has. He's genuine. Yeah. Um, agree with him or not, he's not telling you something that's been poll tested. Um, and well, one of the things gonna, one of the things yeah. that he mentioned that pertains to our show specifically is the First Amendment, and yeah. I think that you would ver be very hard pressed to find a legitimate journalist who who supports free speech because like he said it's extremely corrupted uh yeah. the media 
the mass media is extremely corrupted and they may they may again here's the down to earthness right they may uh portray that they are first amendment and free you know free speech activists mm-hmm. when literally they they cheered when he was fired or when he yeah. left or whatever happened that's bullshit yeah. because because they don't want that kind of dissent they don't want an opposing viewpoint they want everything to be the same and he yeah. mentioned the word propaganda well that's exactly what we've been talking about mm-hmm. uh, for for weeks and weeks and weeks with the mass media and I think you see a lot of that now. Here, here's something that, that I take away from this more than anything. Tucker leaving was a big deal. It's kind of like how Trump said the deep state when he first appeared on the scene. He, Tucker exposed the corruption even on the right-leaning news channels. Yeah. Because he, he just said... We, we are controlled. And, and take it from somebody who's experienced it for the last 30 years. I wanted out of that crap. Mm-hmm. And now I'm unleashed. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know about you, but I've had the feeling the last year that he's been daring them to fire him. Yeah, because he's just—he's been going out there where no one would go. Yeah, I think that there comes a point. Yeah, uh, that he he said, like he said, I'm—we're sick of it. Yeah. You know, either you, either you, if you are a true journalist, and you, you and I have had this conversation. If you are a true journalist, you either want the truth told, or as he said, you're a liar, Mm -hmm. or you're misleading, you're misrepresenting. You know, you're pushing, you're an activist, you're not a journalist. Yeah. Uh, and so, good for him. And, and, uh, yeah, good uh, for him. That's yeah. a, that's a, <laughs> that's a win for free speech. It is. Yeah. Um, and good for Elon Musk, too, because that's a, that's a big move for Twitter. I mean, I might even sign up now. I thought I mean, about it myself. <laughs> the, I, this was in the back of my little pea brain, but I suspect that they're linking things through Twitter to Skytel. Be a smart move. Yeah, because I think that's going to end up on SkyTel and not part of ICANN. I think it's probably regulated by ICANN now. And uh, I bet it happens before the next election because they'll they'll try to shut down everyone who's not uh, a Marxist. Again, just like they did last time. Yeah. And the only way they were able to do that was because Obama uh, moved ICANN out of the U.S. And it's now internationally regulated. And uh, no, no one here can have any say over them. So the only way away from the regulatory status of the Internet is to not be a part of it. And I think his satellite network is the best platform for that and and we've talked about that several times i mean i 
I, now that this has come out, I halfway expect my buddy I told you about to check up on, he was checking up on this very subject. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But yeah. uh, I suspect that's what they would do because, you know, a link, you know, Tucker Carlson posts a link to some recorded show or a live show or whatever. I, I can't believe he's going to be tweeting how many characters? 40, 50 at I, a time? I'm not even sure what it is. I've never had Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I always thought Twits had Twitter, so yeah. I hate to become a Twit. Um, <laughs> we could use that. Well, some people word. probably are. <laughs> Some people will probably think I already have, but at any rate, good for them. I keep saying that over and over again, but it's genuine. Um, that's a really good thing to hear. Yeah, I was I was pleased. Uh, speaking of, so big win for them, a big win for free speech in the Constitution. So. As, as much as the left, you know, ran around spiking the ball that, oh, you know, Tucker's gone. It, 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 you're not going to stop someone with a following that large and, and people, the amount of people that like him. And you're not going to silence those of us who are willing to speak up and fight back. It's just not going to happen. Uh, we'll find another way. Mm -hmm. um, so in regards to the Constitution, let's talk about the big story of the day as far as i'm concerned and that's um the uh verdict in the trump uh abuse case or rape case uh that should have never went to trial to begin with i'm not sure if you're familiar with that um i heard that but i i honestly have don't know hardly anything about that case okay so uh lady says that Trump raped her 27 years ago. She can't tell the date. She has no witnesses. She has no evidence. She has no rape kit. She didn't call anybody. She supposedly told a few friends. Um, she came out and accused him of this. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when. Uh, he denied it, said he didn't know her, never happened. So she sues him for rape civilly because they wouldn't bring it to trial criminally so she sues him civilly uh for um rape and uh defamation of character because it ruined her life she won well, uh it's a new york court though right yeah well yeah that's the that's the crux of it right uh so in in new york which is 85 voted 85 percent for joe biden uh which means 85 percent of the people in new york are dumbasses uh there's you know expert attorneys so to speak i guess you would call alan dershowitz uh an expert attorney um who said that this should have never went to trial to begin with? First of mm -hmm. all, first of all, the the defense team never even got to interview the jurors. Uh, the statute of limitations 
uh, you can't override that. It's unconstitutional. Uh, they had no evidence. They had no, I mean, it was just a he said, she said, for the most part. So they found him guilty of sexual abuse. So they didn't believe that he raped her. So that's the whole thing, right? Right. Uh, so he, he said they should have thrown it out right then. And uh, there's a lot that goes along with his story, like the judge, you know, donated four times to Joe Biden over the years, and he's, you know, he's a leftist, blah, 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 and that uh, that's the only reason this ever went to trial was because it's New York and a leftist judge. Mm-hmm. And if anyone out there thinks that this was a case of a trial where a jury of your peers <coughs> um, and an unbiased situation, forget it. Um, everybody's saying yeah. it'll go to an appeals court and be thrown out just based on a few things that I've mentioned. Um, that may be why he decided not to testify. I don't know. Because uh, uh, that just doesn't sound right. I mean, the, the, the problem is, as speaking as someone who has been jammed, I mean, I still won, but um, who's been jammed by the court system. Uh, I sued some clown in Texas um, and his wife, and uh, I won, but this guy was the chair of the Republican Party in Tarrant County. You know where Fort Worth is? Yeah. And the judge, the judge, they, they run for election. There's a Republican judge up for election. And it's like he basically he found, he made some findings, findings of fact and and whatever. There's some other language I don't remember. But at any rate, but it's like, wait a second here. How can you have your ruling and yet these findings are contradictory and it's like so he he won is basically a simple contract law case he is basically protecting his buddy his campaign donor from having to pay me court costs and attorney fees that's that was the effect of it and i was like that's bull i mean just absolute bull and I did a, uh, a protest or whatever to the State Bar Association and everything, and they did shit about it. They didn't do anything. And that happens to people all the time. And there I was, a youngster, not really knowing that much about life. I mean, more than most people, thank God. But people end up in prison knowing far less than I did, and yet the same sort of thing happens. They get railroaded into prison. I mean, that book I have out on that's coming out is a guy that got wrongly convicted and, and, and executed, right, for something in the FBI agent did. Yeah. So, and I can prove that. So, you know, I know our system is the best in the world, but... It leaves a lot to be desired, and the remedies, if you are screwed, um, 
are few and far between. Now, what he does about that, I don't know, but it seems to me that uh, that ought to be reversed. I heard there was some, some NFL player, ex-NFL player, same sort of thing happened where he was able to prove that he did not assault this woman. And it's like, why doesn't she have to go to prison? He's accusing her, wrecks his life. Why doesn't she have to go to prison? Well, uh, just well, like he would have had to. Well, you know? why why isn't she charged with perjury? Well, exactly. That, that that's exactly what. So my point of this story is constitutionally, this is this shouldn't have never been allowed. But I mean, we're seeing with with what happened with our previous story and with this story and with our next story, our country falling apart right before our eyes, and the Constitution. Uh, basically doesn't even exist. It's kind of like like you had said, we're, we're in a... The, the Constitution is being looked at as more like guidelines. Yeah. And we're not, we're not adhering to the, the rule of law. Uh, and we have the, we, these, uh, excuse me, activist judges, and, and, and I've said on this show multiple times, and I'll continue to say it, that if you think this is only involving the federal government you're sorely mistaken at the right. local state and federal level from the t from the bottom to the top these people are corrupt beyond recognition yeah uh, right about that yeah yeah and so so this this allegedly happened in the bergdorf bergdorf goodman department store in the 1990s so they couldn't prosecute him for for the alleged rape but she pursued a civil claim of battery, uh, which, this is funny, which is allowed under a new state law enact, enacted late last year. Especially for this case. Especially, I guarantee you that's what it was for. Yeah, this, there's this, such a thing are, as an ex post facto law. That's an ex post facto law. After the fact. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, and it, yeah, it is bullshit. So, uh, so in addition to uh, battery, she accused him of defaming her when he called her a liar, and and that she made it up. Um. But I think this is just another. Uh, ploy to make just make him look bad in any way that they can oh so, sure so, so you know that this this is great timing i mean right after he announces he's running for president and uh you know a year after they enact this new law um his appeal won't happen until well after the election guarantee it so they'll run with this the whole time oh he's a sexual abuser He, 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 you know, fondled a woman in a department store 30 years ago. Jury said so. Who, who, when is, when does a jury rena re, uh, remain anonymous to the defense team? When does that ever yeah, happen? I've never heard of that either. That sounds like that. Well, that was probably they're part making of up the same laws. Statute. They're making up laws. 
Yeah, that also sounds unconstitutional. Well, that, that's the point, and, and that several have made. That, that, that This goes to the appeals court. It's thrown out immediately. Yeah, that should never even find its way in court. That's well, the that's problem. The point. That's Bad the whole law. point of this, that you're yeah. talking about New York people. Uh, you know, they New York wants to shut down his businesses. When, when has the government ever been allowed... Unless you're unless you're not paying your taxes or, you know, you you break some sort of uh, I don't know if you're a restaurant, you're not, you know, health could you break health code violations or whatever. They'll shut you down. But if you're a legitimate business, that's done nothing wrong except for the fact that your name is Trump. Well, we need to shut you down. You, you know, you're not welcome here. Uh, wasn't that way 10 years ago. And so the Constitution is being uh, shit on mm -hmm. every day by these people. Well, it started with the Supreme Court, actually, a century ago. More than that. Basically, well, I'll go off on a tangent. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The Supreme Court is all screwed up. The Supreme Court um, started all of that crap. And, uh, you know, if the Supreme Court is screwed up, then the rest of the courts are going to be screwed up, too. Because these people all go to the same stupid law schools. They learn about precedent. Yeah. Right? They don't, know, they don't know what's in the Constitution. I just saw something earlier today. Someone's arguing with a comment I made about the Second Amendment. And they said... Um, well, something that wasn't even true about the Second Amendment. Oh, well, that something needed to be reasonable changes needed to be made or something to the Second Amendment. <laughs> Gun control stuff, right? And I'm like, okay, so we have people who don't know if people we have uh, who believe a man can have can get pregnant and have children. Those people are going to and create common sense gun laws. Is that what you're saying? And they didn't even respond. <laughs> Someone else did. But, and they said something I mean, like that. No, no, this clown says, um, the Second Amendment says um, exceptions can be made and something or other. Where does like, it say that? Exactly. It doesn't. does it say that? It doesn't, right? Oh He's lying. God. So if we can lie, if if we can get sued for telling this whatever fraud that that she was lying and she gets to sue for $2 million, then does that mean we can't call people liars who are lying? I mean, they're lying liars who are lying about lying. Unbelievable. And yet, and yet they win a suit? That's bold. I mean, that's just... That just shows how far our courts have gone, and that's, again, why people don't believe in, the, in our court system anymore. No, and I mean, yeah. I, we've talked about it where, uh, you know, um, Canada has enacted that law that if you don't refer to someone as their preferred pronoun, you can go to jail and $25,000 fine and all this nonsense. We're allowing that to seep into our justice system. 
And that, that just corrupts it even more. You know, well, all this nonsense it, that, you know, it's, 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 all it is, it's simple. It's pretty simple. What is the law? That's mm. it. Nothing more, nothing less. You know, it's not up to interpretation. It's not up to precedent. Each individual case is separate. It's not based on whether you like the way someone looks when they walk into your courtroom or not, because, you know, we see that. It's on TV. You know, this lady even admitted that she got this idea from a, a, an episode of, uh, I don't remember, what is it? Uh, some show on TV. Uh, I don't even remember the stinking name of it, but, you know, oh, well, you got to shave and you better wear a suit and, you know, you don't want to walk in there in, in prison, you know, uniform, whatever. Well, we all know. It's, it's not like the judge doesn't know what's going on. That should not even be a consideration. Maybe the guy looks like a maniac. Does it make him a maniac? You know, Trump was accused of, of being a, a womanizer. Does that make him a womanizer? Just because right. somebody says it doesn't make it true. Yeah. And, and we've gotten to a point in our society where that's the case. I think that's where Tucker's coming from. You know, you hear it on, on the news and then you go on Twitter and you think it's a debate and you think you're saying the right thing because you heard it on the mass media. Well, it's the, like the joke we used to always tell about the Internet. I saw it on the Internet, so it must be true. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> that's, the, that's what these same dumb shits are. Oh, my God. It's, so, it's unbelievable to me that... Uh, that we are seeing this in the United States of America. Yeah, well, the... You know, but nobody wants to address point. what you and I have talked about. The mental health issues. These, these mass shootings, so-called mass shootings, um, are being carried out by a younger generation that was brought up on... Ritalin and, and antidepressants and all these antipsychotics and all these drugs. Not to mention that these are the same kids that were brought up on all these uh, anxiety medications and, and whatever that have smoked their freaking brains out because mm -hmm. weed was, was uh, decriminalized. And, and it's in and over half the states, it's legal. They won't talk about on mass media the effects of marijuana on someone's brain. That's true. And the yeah. and nobody's ever talked about the combination of the two. What what effect that has on on a human's psyche? Oh, like red, like Ritalin and marijuana? Yeah, what 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 where's the studies on these listen. That's a good point. I hadn't yeah. I've not I mean, heard any, I, I, I've not heard I'm any conversation big, about that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the of mixing drugs, and I'm not a big fan of illegal drugs or or legalizing illegal drugs. Or, but I'm like, I also go to the, as a classical liberal. I just basically, I'm like, whatever you want to do. Fine. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not. Just don't listen. don't run into my car if you're high. Don't 
expect me to pay your hospital bills. Don't shoot up my school. But if you want to sit around and smoke up all day, then uh, fine. Um, I'm not going to judge you. Well, but, no, and I'm but not. don't expect me to pay for whatever your decisions are. Just right. like sure. if I want to sit around and drink scotch all day every day, and and be incoherent the rest of my life, then I don't have any right to expect you to to pay my way. I mean, that's kind of the agreement we've always had in in our society was that you can do whatever you want is up until the point where you are bumping into someone else's rights. Right. Well, and we and don't, I don't we want to do that. that in, yeah. We haven't done that in decades though. That, but this isn't your went away, but there's an argument to be made that this isn't your mom and dad's Woodstock marijuana. True. I mean, this is all genetically altered and you know, these are, you know, hybrids and, and all this stuff. There's no studies yeah. on what that does to a human being. I hear it's at least 100 times more potent than yeah, what they Yeah, there's no studies on that kind of nonsense. I'm not, saying, yeah. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have the right to do whatever it is you want to do. But, but those people that are doing that, there are consequences, possibly. Uh, because we don't know. You know, it's it's pure speculation. And I'm just saying, where's the conversation? Uh, you know, we still have yet to hear uh, the Nashville shooters. They haven't released the uh, manifesto. Well, we still don't have a motive or anything uh, for that uh, guy that mowed down that those all those people in the Christmas parade. No, we don't. We don't have a. The black guy mows down a whole bunch of white people. Yeah, yeah. And we still don't know why. I mean, really? Yeah, um, I, 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 they they only let things out when they want to. And I'm like, you know, you if we're gonna have opinions, then they ought to be informed opinions, and let's not keep um, critical facts away from folks. I mean, I know there's a trial going on and everything, but uh, at some point. You got to say, uh, here's the deal that we, the public gets to know this stuff. That's a, um, something that came to the court's knowledge because of the police department and the police department are paid by taxes, public mm -hmm. taxes. Mm -hmm. It's not a private police department. So if it, if it's come in through public money, you know, the sheriff's office, the police department, what have you, then at some point the public gets to say, uh, gets to see it. They have the say-so over it. Um, and, I, and I completely understand why they try to shelter it. And, uh, and I think that that goes, we had the same issue with, with uh, Pauly, Pauly P, Pauly Pelosi where they tried to shelter all that. In fact, they still have sheltered a bunch of it. And why? Why are we, why do we not know what's going on with Trump? I mean, I might have an opinion on that. You know, I might not vote for him if I knew some of that stuff. But at this point, they're throwing a bunch of darts and they never seem to hit anything. They just have a bunch of stuff that's made up. They're making up facts even. And... We, we have a right to know. 
and just there's got to be some some forced disclosure like the Kennedy stuff you always talk about why do we not have how what is it 60,000 documents from that oh a ton that, I don't even know the number yeah. off the top of my head I mean the CIA is covering its ass I mean I, I can just tell you right now that's what's going on so I, I, I'm sure I'm not the only person in the universe who knows that or thinks that or guesses that. So, so what? Whoever was involved with them is long gone and, and they should have been prosecuted. But I'm sure that whatever they did wasn't even prosecutable. But we don't know. Why is it that we don't know? It's It's been long enough, is my point. So why don't we... Why don't we change some of this stuff? I think that's a legitimate grievance that the public has a right to know. And a different court other than the one trying a case, I think, ought to have jurisdiction over that. There ought to be an appeal process that that I don't care, you or me or a fake journalist somewhere or um, some a relief pitcher for the Cubs. I don't, I don't care. Anyone. We're all we're all citizens. We all have a right to know. And uh, anyway, I'm rambling on. Well, it's uh, so the the deception and the manipulation uh, of mass media. It's kind of like the the guy who uh, committed the shooting in Texas recently. The yeah. the illegal immigrant who has been was he. Now, I, I think the the last I had heard, he was deported nine times. Nine times? Mm-hmm. Holy crap. So uh, those who watch The View had to hear, and he's, you know, he's Hispanic, uh, that he was radicalized and a white supremacist. They're like, well... You know, just because someone's skin is brown or black or whatever doesn't mean they can't be radicalized and become a white supremacist. I'm like, what? What? What, what are you talking about? Yeah. You, you don't seriously watch that. Correctly. No, I saw a clip of it. I, I wouldn't. Oh, you, couldn't, okay. you couldn't pay me Tucker money to watch that show. <laughs> Oh, I might. I might do it for Tucker, man. Yeah, I mean, I doubt I would, but uh, I have to admit, I might. <laughs> but you, so, you get my point. Is what? I do. Yeah. What, that's the kind of crap that you know. I don't. I don't. I'm walking a slippery slope here. Well, that, the, that shouldn't be allowed is, to be said. Well, the the thing is, is that speculation. Whether or not he's an illegal immigrant isn't speculation. He either is or he isn't. Well, have we gotten to the point? Well, why don't we know? But ha- right. have we gotten to the point where we're we're thinking we're watching a news show? You know, a lot of right. people tune into the View thinking they're watching a news program. Oh, God help us! Yeah, I, I literally. Oh, this is where they go to get their news. Well, oh, it's yeah. not a news show. It's an opinion show. And what, what hour of the day, regardless of network or cable, are we actually seeing news? We're seeing a bunch of 
hosts that bring on opinions. Show after show after show after show after show after hour after hour after hour after day after day after day. It's all opinions. We're not, we're not really seeing news. And then if you go to find the news, say on Google or the internet, it's an opinion piece. It's not even, I mean, they consider themselves journalists, yeah. but they're not really, they're not really writing a, a news story. They're writing an opinion piece. Yeah. I used to know this tarot card reader in Colorado Springs that I think would probably be more reliable than most of the <laughs> news media. I think she's probably passed away uh, now, but you know, I think uh, I think your consult your local tarot card reader is probably a better bet than CNN. You know, wait, we're, we're, or, or Fox. I don't know. Yeah, pick your poison. I mean, they're all they're all corrupt. So I don't watch Fox. I only watch one show on Fox, and that was Tucker Carlson. So when he was gone, I canceled cable. So screw Fox. Yeah, Thank I quit watching them uh, after the election. I was pretty much done with them long ago and have not yeah. tuned in. in and as much as I really wanted to uh, watch Tucker, I just I just canceled my cable. And, I, I mean, I'm a better person for it. <laughs> I don't stress as much. I don't watch the news um, very little uh, through my streaming service. And um, what's well, I don't know what streaming service is. I mean, I so you I have my so my it's kind of like you were saying you you picked your you picked your package. So I have I have uh, a device that hooks to my television, and I pick whatever I want to watch. So I'll I'll download if I want Netflix, I download Netflix. If I want Hulu, I'll download Hulu or Disney or Newsmax or whatever. So it's an a la carte thing? Yeah. And so I just pay for each individual um, service that I want to watch. And I just stream it through the, from the internet to my television. And is it, a, I don't know, $1,000, 50 cents? What is it? Uh, it depends. Um no, we're not going to get into more Biden jokes. And it just depends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of them are like $10 a month. Oh. $9.99. I mean, so it's not overly expensive, especially if you don't get all the other. I mean, you don't have to have, like, like we get um, uh, HBO Max free because uh, we have AT&T as our phone provider. Um, but I usually like $10 a month. That's for the streaming service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I want to oh. watch, so if I want to watch, uh, Disney, I have their app and I pay Disney, you know, $10 a month or whatever. It costs. Oh, do you sit around and drink Bud Light while you watch it? Oh, uh, no. Uh, I, I have grandchildren, direct grandchild. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you get to choose whatever it is, you, you know, I can download Fox if I want to, and I have to pay specifically for that channel. 
So do you pay, okay, so you pay $10 a month to XYZ streaming service and you can watch all you want to or yeah. does it get used up? No, it's it's 24-7. I was thinking this thing was like a token or something. When you use up your no. time, you have to get more. No. Nope. So, you know, when new movies are released on Peacock or... Uh, so like you can get you can get cable channels too. Like you can you you know you just pick whatever you want to watch AMC you can get Sci-Fi whatever. Okay. You just download their app and you stream directly from. You know whatever wherever their, I guess server is. So I should be getting a streaming service instead of Ditch. Yeah, I got rid of I cut I cut the cord. So if so if Netflix was to get, you know, stupid and do something like Bud Light or whatever, I could just cancel it. I just I don't want your service anymore. I'll choose what I'll choose I'll watch whatever I choose to watch. I, it's my choice. Okay. So I, well, I, I haven't use, uh, into I it a, at all. I use a fire stick. I think I've mentioned that before. Oh okay. But you can buy televisions that have um you know, certain Roku or, you know, whatever they come with nowadays. I don't even mess with that crap, but there, there are TV, certain brands of TVs that already have those apps in them. You just have to, you know, subscribe. And then once you do, you create an account or whatever. And, uh, you know, you just okay. pay by the month. You'll have to check all of that out. Cause I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not paying, you know, $300 a month for cable anymore. I pay, you know, 50, 60 bucks just for a, a few channels, a few um, streaming services that I care about, and that's it. Newsmax well, is free. If I ever want to watch the news, which I rarely do, occasionally I'll turn it on, but it's free. I don't have to pay yeah, for I that. used to have it in, when I lived in Colorado. And there are plenty of free streaming it, services it, out there. It, I mean, it seems so boring. What's that? Newsmax. Uh, yeah, they're kind of redundant. Um, I mean, I liked OAN, but then they went away. I mean, they none of the cable people will use OAN because they're all left wingers. But yeah, but Dish will still use. Will still do Fox, and a couple others will. But uh, I liked OAN better. But still, they're like uh, watching. Um, PBS instead of a real network. They, it's like they're missing some professionalism and polish. That's, I guess, what I should say. Yeah. I know they were going to bend over for Carlson, but uh, I, <laughs> good for him. I think I there's a lot. Of, I think there was a lot of <laughs> platforms that were that were willing to uh, bend over for for his. Uh, Gracing them with his presence. <laughs> well, you know, the, if the guy brings in, I've already forgotten now, but it was $70, $80 million um, in uh, a year in uh, advertising. Well, who wouldn't want him? I mean, that's enough to justify, well, that I, that's probably more than what CNN makes. Yeah. Period. Yeah, altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um why wouldn't someone want him? But I still think him doing his own network 
is the gig that he ought to do. That that's where he could he could impact the world, and so could Elon Musk. I still think he should be President Trump's running mate. That's just my opinion. Well, no, I don't know. Uh, to each their own. They obviously get along better than what everyone was trying to act like. But, uh -huh. Yeah, I would rather have him. I'd rather have Tulsi Gabbard. I'm just saying he'd be a good option. Well, sure he would. Uh, well, a bunch He's of much better than the current that. vice president we have by leaps and bounds. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have someone who is uh, not going to conflict with him, which is not an easy thing. But you've also got to have someone who is also quite outspoken and yeah. has strong views. And mm -hmm. and maybe they are maybe they are more knowledgeable about other things than he is. Yeah. You know, let's face it, he's a business guy. He doesn't know how. So anyway, we'll have to see how all that shakes out. I, I saw something John Sununu can't keep his mouth shut. Oh, that guy's and, a moron. Oh, there's no way Trump can win. It's like, yeah, didn't he say that? Um, He's just angry he got like... Before Trump won? What's he got, like 2%? Does anybody even know he's running for president? Oh, this is Sununu's son. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not okay. John. So he's even dumber than his dad. Yeah, well, I don't know why he would be running. Was, so, so there's a guy. Running? There's a guy I've seen uh, that's running for president. Um, I don't know the the guy's name off the top of my head. Uh, and I'm not quite sure what party he's running under, if he is. Um, but he uh, <laughs> he even has um, a reality show. That shows, uh, you know, his candidacy and what he does on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's like, and it's not serious. This isn't a serious person. Why, why would you want to, I don't, I don't even understand what's going on in our country. Um, the fact that Joe Biden... Uh, is still considered the president of the country, is still blows me away. Um, but let's get back to the Constitution thing. Here, here's, here's a good example, and I want to see if you catch what this moron said. Um, there's a, a part in this little short clip here that there should have been a gasp heard around the world from when, when she says this. Hold on that Republicans have so-called plan to prioritize payments if Congress fails to address the debt ceiling. So I want to be very, very clear here, as I have been, as the president has been, uh, this is not a plan. It is a recipe for economic catastrophe. As President Biden has made clear, Congress must deal with the debt limit and must do so without conditions. This is the basic, the basic duties of Congress is to deal with this issue. And let's not forget in the last administration, meaning Democrats and Republicans were able to deal with the debt limit three times. Do you hear what she said? That Congress must deal with the debt ceiling without conditions. I, I'm struggling to recall where that says, where anything says that. <laughs> 
Well, they're talking about, so uh, she was at a press conference. She was pressed by a reporter, so-called journalist, on whether or not uh, Joe Biden would invoke the 14th Amendment when it came to the debt ceiling. These people are insane. You need to understand that. Yeah. Uh Sorry, without the conditions, the conditions say that the conditions in which the Congress operates are we the people. Those are the conditions. And what we're saying to you, lady, is that we are tired of financing your pet projects and all this crap, this crap that you keep putting us through, the chaos and the and the the ridiculous spending that you're that you continue to say, oh, we need to do this, or our country is going to be in deep trouble. I mean, she went there. What did I say the last time we talked about this? They'll talk about the the children and uh, you know, with the military. Oh, yeah. she went to oh, we'll miss Medicare and Medicaid payments, and uh, you know, people are their health care is going to you know cease to exist. Get the hell out of here. Just stop. Just quit. It's a lie. Yep. It's a flat-out lie. You know, one of the things that Tucker brought up when he, when he announced where he was going uh, for his new show is how they manipulate people by saying these very things. These, these people are professional liars. They have, yeah. done, they have done it so long, their entire lives... And they have been taught how to be professional liars, that they are compulsive liars. They don't know how to. They don't know how to do anything else but lie. That's why our. That's why we're in such the the trouble that we're in as a country. Yeah. Well, I think I might have said this once or twice before, but they're lying liars who lie about lying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and, and the Congress can't do anything without conditions. And the conditions are that we tell them what to do. Again, yeah. they have forgotten that. And we have allowed them to basically say to us, uh, we're doing whatever we want to. Did you hear Joe Biden or, or, or Kevin McCarthy or any politician come out and say, to the American people, what do you think we should do with the debt ceiling? What do you, what do you think we should do about spending? Yeah. Nope. Well, why would we do that? You, you don't know anything. Yeah. There are, there are conditions. These, all these decisions are under our conditions. You have nothing. Yeah. You have nothing to say about them. That's right. And I don't understand this. Uh, so, again, the executive branch using the Constitution and executive privilege is unconstitutional. Uh.
I don't know what I don't know what their thought process is behind invoking the Fourteenth Amendment um, for the debt. Well, the Fourteenth Amendment, amongst other things, says the uh, debt shall not be questioned. Well, but that it's being very vague. Well, precisely. It means whatever someone wants to make it think it means, but it's kind of like, uh, sorry, but uh, you don't get to all that one in front of the Supreme Court and, and have, well, I shouldn't say that so quickly because Lord knows what the Supreme Court would do with John Roberts. <coughs> they they have a right to pass spending bills. I mean, that's basically what he considered Obamacare. No, and she's right to bill. a certain extent. I'll give her, I'll give her that that's Congress's one of their duties. Well, yeah, it is. But they have they sure. have not done their full duty for I don't know how many years in a row now where they haven't passed a balanced budget amendment. But the 14th Amendment, and I'm very familiar with well, what you're talking about. They haven't had passed a budget since well, George yeah. Bush yeah. was president. Yeah. Right. You know? That's bold. George Bush. That's yep. how long it's been. The first or second? Georgie the second. They passed a budget before blah 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 went into office, mm -hmm. and that's the last. That's I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. But I think that was the last time they actually passed the budget. Everything else has purely been spending bills. Which is bullshit. Yeah. That's abandonment of their jobs, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they don't have a balanced budget amendment. They don't even have a budget. <laughs> well, yeah, well, M that's much arguable. less balanced. Well, right? It's arguable. They have a budget, which is spend whatever we want. Yeah, it's not even a want. budget. It's yeah, a spending it's, bill. Exactly. And they even call so, it that. It's a spending bill. Yeah, it's not so, a budget. Okay, they overspent, they they screwed up, and they didn't calculate the cash flows when they passed their spending bill, and uh, they're going to have to cut back on payments on some of these spending bills. And if if it if the authorization to not spend that money has to come, that has to come from Congress, mm -hmm. because the president can't well in LA just take an axe right. to spending. So he has to work with them or he has to spend all of the money that it says and uh, the checks bounce. So it's just an unworkable situation. Well, and there's an argument there too where, uh, you know, he's he's come out and said he, he cut the budget or cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion uh, his second year. Well, there's a lie. It's a lie. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you spent less than you did the previous year. Take out the COVID money and, and all you did was spend less than the previous year. You didn't cut the deficit. You just didn't spend as much. And that's because you yeah. spent a shit ton of money. The couple, even Trump, the la the first year and the second year of COVID. 
all the bailouts and the relief funds and all of the, you know, PPPs and all, uh, all, of, all the bull crap. You didn't have that your second year. So, again, you're manipulating the language and you're lying. Yeah. So, so what you did was what they do with the Second Amendment. They cherry-pick a piece of the, uh, the amendment and say, okay, this is what gives us the right to uh, do what we want. So the 14th Amendment, when it comes to the debt ceiling uh, or spending, uh, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment or pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, shall not be questioned. Care to explain that? Uh, I think uh, the binder ought to explain that. <laughs> because, you know, she she has no clue what that even says anyway. No. Let's But I can see where someone might want to hang their hat on that. I just can't imagine it ever holding up in court because... It doesn't give them the right to keep on spending. Um, besides, you know, the 14th Amendment also has some things in there about um, due process. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, are we suddenly going to start using the Constitution? Because I seem to not, I seem to recall not getting any due process at all when uh, it came to businesses shutting down over that fa- phony uh, virus. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I don't think anyone got paid for closing their businesses down until they were allowed to open up again. Um, and people got to keep people off of airplanes unless they were running around with one of these stupid masks that Fauci never could decide if it worked or not. Um, the bottom line is, that's in the 14th Amendment, too. No one, not anyone I'm aware of, received due process or just compensation. Different amendment. but So they basically violated two amendments with COVID. And yet... So that's, they, that's what we've talked about before, where they... In, they invoke the Constitution when it furthers their narrative. Yeah. Whatever it is that they're trying to go, either either what they're for or what they are against. It never has to do with the actual Constitution. So they manipulate it either way. Hey, we're for that. So here's what the Constitution says, you know, we're right. Well, we're against that, and this is why, because the Constitution mm-hmm. says this. But I guarantee you that, that most people on the left would tear that, uh, that uh, document up in a heartbeat. Because of abortion, because of gun control, uh, because of free speech. Yeah. 
Uh, because of life, liberty, and the pursuit of pursuit of happiness. They don't they don't pursue happiness. Oh, they're all a bunch of unhappy. They're the most unhappy people on earth. I, I, I've never there's starving people in Africa that are happier than these You're people. Damn right. I mean, really, um, weak men and unhappy women. That I mean, geez. Uh, there's something else in the Fourteenth Amendment now that I'm. You know, it's that. Oh, it's equal protection under the law. Oh, let's not forget about that one. Because it also seems to me that United Airlines got a ton of money from COVID. But I don't recall any of my companies receiving any money for COVID. Did yours? Did you get any COVID money no, at all? No. Yeah. And yet they did. Well, uh, well, I think all the airlines did. J.P. Morgan did, by the way. Yeah, the um, big corporations and, and banks that they yeah. hate so much. Oh, yeah. E equal uh -huh. protection. And, well, where's mine? So, Leah, I think there's some other things that need to be handled with the 14th Amendment before we get down to this debt shall not be questioned. So, um, get in line, asshole. Well, not, right? to, not to mention that... Uh, not only have they not spent the COVID money that was allocated, uh, but there's a crap ton of it missing. <laughs> and, and, and people people got money that didn't need to get it. Did they even know how much is missing from the Defense Department? Uh, just COVID money or yeah. are we going yeah. back just, to... Just the going COVID back? money. Do they uh, even know that number? Well, I it's estimated it's <laughs> estimated that uh, that nearly 163 billion dollars of COVID-19 relief funds are either stolen through theft or fraud or is just missing. Yeah. Since the beginning of the pandemic. 163 billion. Where's our where's our reparations? Where's our refund? Yeah. Sorry. Because again, that's not that's not the government's money. That's our money. I, I don't think that I need to keep reminding people, but the, the government generates no revenue. They collect it. They don't make it. They they don't they don't generate money. The only way they generate money is if they print it or they take it from you. So that's that's the taxpayers' money. Those of us that pay taxes. Let's not forget that fifty percent of this country, half of this country, doesn't even pay income tax. And then all the illegals. They don't pay taxes. They don't even have a friggin' social security number. If they do, it's a fake one. Those of those of the ones that are illegal that shouldn't be here in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they don't well, pay who you. Buy, who buy assault weapons, whatever those things are, and then they kill people. Right? I mean... Those illegal people, is that the wrong thing? If you're allowed to even say that... Well, I was assaulted by a weapon once. You know, it's silly. It's just silly. The, the 
the way that we allow people to, to manipulate the language, I mean, you know, the guy was holding a gun and he shot someone. Well, what about the guy that was holding the, the SUV that mm -hmm. ran over a what bunch of people on, on, you know, on a Christmas parade? Good he was, point. The guy was holding an SUV. We need, we need SUV control. But if you hear the guy was holding a gun, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Oh. You know, you had mentioned uh, different types of arms when it comes to the militia. You know, there's a, there's a young guy that uh, is being charged with uh, murder for the chokehold that he placed on a a guy on, on the subway in, in New York. Guy was holding a chokehold. I, I don't know the facts in that case. I do know that the guy uh, that was killed was threatening people and had a mental illness and has a very extensive arrest record. This is the guy in Texas? No, no, no. This is a different one. This is a... So, a, a veteran uh, put a chokehold on a guy in the subway in, in New York, and he died. Oh, okay. And, when did that happen? Oh, it's not been that long ago. A few days. Oh, okay. They've been having protests in, in New York over this. Um, I, I don't know what they're protesting. Uh, he's been arrested and charged. Hmm. I, mean, I don't know if they want to ban chokeholds. I mean, um, police can't use those. But again, well, I don't well, know the facts in the case. I mean... You know, yeah, everyone, everyone jumped to the conclusion that Kyle Rittenhouse was a murderer and a racist and a white supremacist. Well, obviously, subways are racist, so they shouldn't even have subways, right? <laughs> shouldn't, we have, shouldn't we have subway control? I mean, and, and the same with the sandwiches that come out of those subways. I mean, there's a lot of people who are a little, you know, they're a little bigger around, I think, of Hillary Clinton, actually. She's, she needs to stop. I mean, she spends way too much time at the subway. I don't know where she gets the wine to drink there, but, you know, I think they should have subway control. You know, that would, yeah, I mean, then there won't be choking on sandwiches and, yeah. That's my solution. I know nothing about the case either, obviously. So... But I think that's just as practical as anything else. Um, so the guy was, the guy just put him in a chokehold for no reason, or the guy? No, he came. Uh, so he he went. From what I know of the case, he went on the sub on you know the subway, okay. and was threatening people. Um, I don't know what that entails. Uh, but a veteran put him in a chokehold, and he uh, he died from um, 
compression of neck. But he was, uh, and, and not to like beat the guy down for his character, but he was on a, uh, a list of homeless people uh, that uh, are identified as having dire needs. So he, he, he was well known for, you know, mental health issues, and he had been arrested uh, numerous times, I think. This is the guy who was the bothering guy who died. people? Okay. And the guy who put him in the chokehold was the veteran or whatever. They might have both been veterans, for all I know. Yeah, he was, he was in a, what they call the top 50 list. Okay. Yeah, so uh, there's a, a Department of Homeless Services list of uh, homeless people with that are in dire need of help and treatments. Okay. And and I mean, you got to be pretty bad off to be in the top fifty in a city of that size. But he uh, was. How would anyone know that, though? Because they had had dealings with him before. No, but how would someone on the subway? Oh, they know did. That? They didn't know that. They just knew that he, this guy, you know, uh, had come in there. Um, okay. You know, making threats and acting. You know, again, I don't know the whole the whole story. It was just. Yeah, but it's just a par a point I was trying to make about you know different ways that people can be killed. Well, it's not yeah. necessarily a gun. It could be an SUV. It could be a chokehold in, in a subway in New York, for, God, for God's sake. We, I mean, if I wanted to, I could kill you with a letter opener. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, but the guy had, uh, so the guy um, was arrested 42 times. So that's that's probably how he made the list. I mean, he was he was known, you know. You don't get arrested 42 times and don't know who you are. But how if you're the guy, if you're one of the people on the subway, um how would you know that you have to treat this guy differently or ignore him differently than you would ignore someone else? I mean, homeless people there can be quite uh, in your face. Um most of them, to be fair, from my memory, they're not. But still, if you feel like you're in danger, you got a right to protect yourself. Well, that's what if I'm the, saying. I mean, I don't know. If the, if the guy's a danger, though, why doesn't? I mean, why doesn't he have to wear a, a yellow vest? Well, I don't know. Oh, they have all those stupid pink hats. You know, they remember the "I'm a stupid Marxist" hats. <laughs> yeah. They, those pink things that look like. I don't know. I remember what they look like. They just look stupid. But at any rate, they have all those things laying around somewhere, I guess. So why don't they make them wear those? Uh, and then you know, that, hey, this guy's bad news. And, and he's mentally deficient like all those other people who used to wear them are. And we should be extra careful because he's um, in the top 50. Like... Casey Kasem, well, but here's a question. So when it comes to the, the, the right of self-defense, does someone need to be wielding a weapon 
for you to feel threatened, that your life is in danger, and for you to defend yourself. No. So, well, I mean, witnesses in this case have said that he that he um, he was acting aggressively and and threatening, mm -hmm. and the guy put him in a chokehold. Now he claims the uh, Marine veteran claims that he never meant to kill him. However, if he, even if he did, he still has an argument for self-defense if he felt that his life was being threatened and he was in imminent danger. Whether the guy was wielding a weapon or not, that's not, that's, that's not a... Uh, a prerequisite for self-defense. So if you came at me and, and I don't know, your fists are balled up, or if you're just like lunging at me I, and I feel like you, you're so angry that you're going to kill me. I, I mean, I don't necessarily have to kill you, but I can defend myself. And what that defense is, is arguable. Mm-hmm whether I just beat the hell out of you or if I pick up a log and hit you in the head and, it, you know, I don't purposely mean to kill you, but you accidentally die. I'm still in, in, in self-defense mode. Right. I agree. This, 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 uh, this bullshit um, law that has been adopted by some states uh, where you have to flee. Uh, that's nonsense. That's not in the Constitution. Yeah, I, actually, I don't think that's even constitutional. I think it's contrary to the Constitution. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there are some states that have adopted that law where you, you as a victim, you have to make an attempt to flee. Oh, I mean, what? Yeah, I I just don't see that that's valid at all. Well, but the problem is, if they have a law like that, and you don't, and you defend yourself, then are you breaking that law, and they can hold you, uh, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with the Supreme Court. Because the law's on the books at the time that you broke it, you're presumed to have known about it, even though that whole bit about ignorance of the law is no excuse, needs to go by the wayside mm -hmm. because it's worse than the tax code. And the tax code, most people don't do their own taxes who pay taxes because no one can understand it. I mean, the criminal code is impossible. So Kyle Rittenhouse was defending his life. If he hadn't shot that guy, uh, he's probably dead. No one cares about that, though. So this whole uh, Monday morning quarterbacking stuff after an incident, I, I think it's healthy. I, I really do think you have to have arguments and, you know, why did this happen this way and that sort of thing, because you do. I think that's what productive, but I think judging somebody's intention, if you don't know their intention, 
is going a bridge too far. So if this if this guy is so bad, if he's such bad news that he's in the top 50 list for whatever reason, and no one knows about it, then that's being concealed from the public, as far as I'm concerned. They're letting a known uh, hazard to the public walk around freely without telling the public about it. So what good does a red flag law, flag law do if, if someone like that is on a top 50 list? Now, th that top 50 list doesn't mean he's like a hardened criminal or, you know, but, but he's on their radar for someone who's in dire need of attention. Yeah. Special needs. Why is he allowed to, to go into a subway to begin with and be aggressive towards people and threaten them because somewhere, I mean, what's the old saying? F around, F around, soon you won't be around. Well, well you're going to run into why we you're, you're going to run into the wrong person eventually who's not going to yeah. who's going to defend themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Uh just like the guy or or people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot or shot at. You, you ran into the wrong dude who, who understands the law, who understands self-defense, who isn't going to feel like they have a duty to retreat. Yeah. Because there well, is no such thing. I don't have it. This duty to retreat crap, I, I, don't, I don't know... Yeah. What fool came up with this nonsense? That's that's a violation of the Second Amendment, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there's nowhere there's nowhere in the Constitution that states that I have a duty to retreat. No, you have a right to defend yourself. You don't that, have that's, an obligation. That's written. Yeah, but but the, that, that's a turn your other cheek thing, and that's not in the Constitution. No, here's what here's basically what it what it states. A person who is under an imminent threat of personal harm must make a reasonable effort to avoid confrontation, either by de-escalation or an attempt to leave the area in which the threat is occurring. Bull crap. You come in my house and I have to leave? Yeah. Uh, no, you're leaving and most likely in a body bag. Well, that's the problem with law schools and the Supreme Court and precedents. Because they're allowed to get that stuff down, and you can't do crap about it until it, it's heard in court. And who knows how many years that is and how much money you've lost. And Lord knows about your reputation also before you get a chance to be heard in court and then you find out you've got a bunch of morons who are on the bench that have no idea what's even in the Constitution. Yeah, so, I don't know if any states have adopted that. I think there are some that are that are attempting to. Well, it, that's very similar to the situation that I had that we discussed in Colorado, mm -hmm. where, you know, at one time I could handle myself differently than I can now. With, with being disabled, can't feel legs, you know, easy to tip over, that sort of thing. That if I, when that guy came charging at me, I decided not to shoot him. 
because I figured I'll do my best to push him away and figure it out. I did not want to kill someone that day. Right. If I had to do it over again, I probably would. Because I know how, you know, I wound up with a, a concussion when I fell over and, and hit my head on the pavement. That was my fourth traumatic brain injury. Um, that could have been fatal, actually, in my case. So I have to think about that sort of thing a lot differently than I ever used to when I was 25, you know. Um, I have to protect myself differently. My boundaries have to be different than they were. And I have to establish them. And I, I, I wouldn't just pull out the gun and shoot the guy. I would say, you got to stop or I'll shoot and that sort of thing. But um, I would not pass up the opportunity to draw it and use it if I had to. And I did that clearly. It went through my mind and I'm like, no, I'm not going to shoot this guy over this. I would rather be hurt than have that happen. I mean, that's just before, just before he came into me. So, but I would do that differently now. So uh, I can definitely see where someone would feel threatened and, and most people are not trained about what to do. The, the, the one time they're pushed in the subway is the first time and only time in their life it's happened and they're just reacting and most people will put, you know, most people are cowards to begin with. But most people also don't know how to handle themselves. This guy, you know, a veteran, knew how to. And how does he know when to stop applying the choke hold? You know, you, you got to keep applying it until they're not moving. Or they give up. They say, I give up. You know, something like that happened in Kansas City. I think I've told you about this. Um, back in the early 80s. A guy went into a liquor store and held it up. And someone came out of the liquor store and shot him. But the guy's still alive. He went back into the liquor store, got another magazine, and unloaded it into this guy. And he was prosecuted for whatever it was. I don't even remember now. But there was all this outrage about, you know, here's this liquor store owner and he uses up two magazines shooting at this guy as though it was not proper. Well, sounds a little odd, but no one's been in that situation probably. The guy was still twitching. He's still trying to do harm. So the guy unloaded his gun in him until, you know, some people they're scared so bad they can't stop pulling the trigger. They have no idea how many times they pulled the trigger. Others are like, they're so mad that, but who knows how, why they've done it. But the bottom line is, well, you ran into the wrong dude, like you said. Don't go holding up people's stores. <laughs> right. That's the lesson. That's yeah, the lesson that they learned. Yeah, I, I don't remember if if these people were black or white or Asian or 
and I couldn't care less. I don't know if they were male or female. Don't care. Yeah. The bottom line is, is that, you know, you go into someone else's store and you hold them up, you're taking from them. Mm-hmm. And you got what's coming to you. So was that excessive? Maybe. I don't know. I'm open-minded about that. But the bottom line is, is that you're, you're quibbling about something when you started that don't start it in the first place. So, you know, this whole thing about making excuses for people, especially when we don't even know them, are we making excuses for them? You know? Well, it's amazing uh, to me. You know, we, yeah. we've become a society that, uh, you know, the, the criminal is the victim. And I don't understand that. I mean, I wasn't raised that way. And I think, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, two generations of, you know, anxious, drug-induced young adults who weren't loved enough as a child. Um, And I'm not painting the whole entire population of those two generations in totality, but a lot of them. Uh, not only were they they ignored and, uh, you know, given a phone and a video game and the internet to keep them busy. And I'm not quite sure that's a parent's fault. Now, whether they had two parents or not, that's, that's another discussion. Um... But those parents were probably, you know, trying to make enough money to provide for their families. So there's all kinds of issues you could debate about. Um, but they don't, they were never taught the difference between right, right and wrong. They, they don't even well, know the agony of defeat, what that means. And Competition the thing, and, and. The other thing is, is that. To, to your point when we first started this conversation is that the public doesn't know what this person did. The public doesn't know if his parents abused them or why they're on the drugs or yada, yada, yada. If, the, if you don't allow the public to know, then we can't go through and discuss those things. You know, I might change my mind about something if I knew more about it, someone else might change their mind too. And we're limiting the conversation to your point and to Tucker Carlson's point. It's a lie. If you hold back um, uh, relevant evidence, then you're telling a lie. Yeah. And it's important to know why whatever, not just that case, but like the subway case. Why does the public not know that this guy is on their top 50 list? You know, he's running around loose. Why Why isn't there some way that you or I can tell uh, who he is? Um, maybe we want to be extra kind to that person. You know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. There's, maybe there's people out there who hear that or know that and see that. And they give the guy uh, a hand up. 
Yes. But, but, exactly. but if you don't know somebody, like if that guy came out of the blue and, and approached me and my family while we were out, and I don't know that he's, he's a special needs person or, you know, has drug issues or, you know, has, has a criminal past. All I know is there's a stranger coming at me in my family. Mm-hmm. And I have the basic reaction to the two things that most people have, fight or flight. You're right. And as a person who believes in self-defense, and then I have the right to be wherever I, I can, uh, public places, then I'm going to stand there and stand my ground. I'm not going to, I don't have feel a duty uh, to retreat. It's not going to happen. But I also have am there to protect my family. Just a, a hypothetical situation. Um, I, I may deck the guy. What if he has a medical condition like you? If I didn't know you and you started to come at me, I don't know that you've had brain trauma, and I punch exactly. you in the head as hard as I can, and it instantly kills you mm -hmm. because you have issues with your, your brain. Am I now a murderer? But, but I felt threatened. And, and, and in defending myself, the first reaction that I had was to punch you to keep you away from me because you were coming at me. And you, right. and you die. I didn't, I didn't know. Right. So that's a great question. How, how, do, we, how do we know? If, if somebody is, uh, unless you know them personally, but we're talking about just random strangers. I mean, how do I know, how do I know if that guy hasn't been red flagged by the FBI as being a danger to society? I don't know that. No, I mean, the, I mean, we don't, we, we don't know. We don't know who these characters are that are coming no. into schools and, and WalMarts and shopping centers that are shooting everyone. We, we don't know anything about those people. They just kind of randomly show up anywhere and everywhere, yeah, and and decide to shoot at a, at some kids at school. Yeah, and information about them. Oh, and lo and behold, from us. Lo so that we don't know, hey, if there's a pattern about this stuff, we don't know about it because they're withholding critical information from the public. Well, lo and because behold, of, some of, of these politics. people have been on a FBI watch list or someone's uh -huh. radar. Exactly. But uh, where is that published? Do we not? Yeah. Do, so I, I guess this is a right to privacy issue, is it not? Where? Well, it, not if... No, I, I agree. There is a right to privacy, and yet, on the other hand, there's a, 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 a certain loss of privacy that you have to anticipate if you break laws. And I think that that's an excellent point, too. Well, you know so, so if it came to gun control, if they wanted to have a conversation like this, I would say this. If you have somebody that you suspect, or or not suspect, but... If you have somebody that has, like this guy, for, for example, he's on a, a top 50 list of homeless people that needs, has special needs and is in dire need of attention. If you have someone like that, then just like, a, I don't know, a sexual predator, a, a child molester, there should be a database. I'll, like I can look online to see if there's any sexual you know, child molesters in my area. 
Um, <laughs> if you wanted to do something like that, I don't know that I would be against that. But you better have some damn good evidence. You can't just make that crap up because you don't like someone. Well, that's for sure. And I just did that because that just happened with one of the contractors here that uh, was working on this place, this renovation project, was that I had uh, someone working here who uh, I felt like they were a little bit shady, but uh, I also had a feeling that I needed to give them a break. And uh, then I had someone 12 years old coming here. And I'm like, I need to do a little bit of background check on the people who are, are going to be here while she's here. And sure enough, um, sex predator. Wow. Hey, listen, I'm not against background checks. I think that they're great. I mean, I don't think that there's anyone that's against background checks. But but if you listen to the mass media and the, and the Democrats, you would think that you could go out and buy a gun anywhere at any time. Like, I heard a guy on TV say the other day, we shouldn't be selling guns and ammunition to intoxicated people. What? Can you name... Can you name one example of when that happened? Yeah, or is that I just some shit you made up out of thin air? Because I'll be honest, if I worked in a gun shop and somebody came in there and talked, I'm not selling them a, a weapon. Number one, you can't. Because they have to go through a background check. But if I, if I was under the suspicion now, being in the bar business for as long as I was, I mean, we, we didn't give more alcohol to somebody that was intoxicated, let alone a freaking gun. No, I mean, I no self-respecting, uh, reputable gun shop would sell a weapon and ammunition no. to someone who's drunk. Yeah, I've never, uh, I've never had. Are we talking about the one? You know, the the street corner on, uh, you know, the the street thug who's selling a, a you know a, a a weapon to someone on the corner? Or are we talking about a reputable gun shop? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know of a I don't know of a single gun shop owner that I've ever encountered in all my life that would do that. No, now, I'm not saying there's that someone wouldn't, but I've never run into it, and and I've never even heard of it. So, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I was so left shaking my head. Why, I'm like, what yeah, the they're heck? just making they're making crap up. It's like they're not serious people. Yeah, it's like this person on. Uh, on, on this deal that I posted about the Second Amendment, saying, oh, they have reasonable blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, 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 they don't. That's not in there. That's not in that amendment at all. But, but so, somewhere along the line, Ron, someone has, has said that or he has, he has come to the conclusion that that is correct. Yeah, he believes that. He believes to, that. To Joe Joe Biden wears the pins. You know, it's probably one of those people. He he just. I but don't if know, you were to say, make crap up. But if you were to say to him, uh, "Show me exactly where that is." Yeah. Well, well, it doesn't. It doesn't state that, but it intends. You know, the intention is, is that that. Well, it's re well regulated. That that's what that means. 
Mm, nope. No. No. Well, I guess you could. I guess you could make an argument that. I mean, well-regulated doesn't mean what people think it does. Once again, I'll say it means that it's in good working order is what well-regulated means. But to, if you want to ensure that your militia is in good working order, <laughs> then I can see that you, wouldn't, that you would not allow people to buy guns if they're intoxicated. Intoxicated, yeah. Right? I think that. I think probably. that's fair, yeah. I don't think anyone needs to say that, but if I'm not opposed to it, yeah, I'm not either. opposed to have background checks. Um, I'm not, you know, the, the question is, is the whole, well, common sense changes. And then I, then I think common sense. Okay. So someone who thinks men can get pregnant is going to decide what common sense is. Right. Then... No, sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 So. Um, yeah, you don't even yeah. get a seat at the table with me. No. No. Um. It's. I, I. But I do think it's productive to have conversation after conversation about not just the militia but everything in the Constitution, and kind of have a review of it all because. There are a lot of rights we have we don't use that we don't even know about. That, uh, and, and there's other ways to look at a militia, like we got talking about the other day, that has nothing to do with guns. I mean, we're, we're, we're using arms right now because we, we are fighting a fight with words. We're not using guns. And we don't have to be licensed, and we don't even have to have background checks. But we're fighting them with what we have today, which is words and common sense. And people can agree or disagree with us. We welcome input because Lord knows we don't know everything. Yeah, we're for just sure. trying to just trying to advance the cause of being Americans. So. You know, we're we are armed. We're armed with what we have, and we want other people who are armed too. And we are a well-armed uh, militia, uh, but we're not even talking guns. That's just our ammunition is words today. So, uh, why don't people think that way? And. Why do we not have active militias in every state and in every every county in the country? Um, I think we need to rethink all of that. Why, why are we doing property taxes that pay for police to do all of these things? I mean, I, I remember neighborhood watch stuff. I mean, that's a that's a volunteer thing. Well, that's a militia in my view. That's a militia. I mean, you don't have to be armed for, for that. But that's where people are doing things on their own. They're reporting, you know, see something, say something, right? Yeah. So what's wrong with considering that a militia activity and uh, reporting things and having that be better organized and uh, that sort of thing? I, Maybe I'm off the off base here, but I think that that puts us back in charge of our streets. 
uh, it, it tells us who our neighbors are. Right? It's, it's completely productive. It w would tell us that this homeless guy in New York, I mean, the, the standard procedure for anyone going to New York is don't give homeless people things. But maybe, maybe there's an exception to that. Maybe, hey, if you're going to New York and you see someone with one of these stupid looking pink hats on, they're disabled, they're mentally disabled and they need a hand up, help them out. Well, I'm not, I'm not against that. I mean, I think the person who is involved in that needs to kind of be aware that there's a privacy issue going on, but if the guy's been arrested 40 times or however many times you said, then there's a condition of being on, on the streets, right? It's like having a, a an ankle bracelet if you're a DUI offender or whatever. So there are ways to work around these things and everyone's sitting around being silent and not participating. Uh, they're not helping themselves. They're not helping our society and maybe you know, what What we're trying to do is help. As off base as we may be, <laughs> yeah. we're also right on target. A, a shocking number of times, as we just learned right at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're just trying to turn our brains on and not have opinions that don't have facts backing them up. So I don't know well, what got me on that tangent. Uh, well, I wanted to follow up with what you just said uh with one of the main reasons that we have this podcast which is uh, you know the the right to petition our government and and have them redress grievances so on our website um if you go there there is the the restorative freedom uh that you had put together when it comes to, you know, the, the sample petition and then the, uh, the outline that you had written for, um, restorative freedom and, uh, about, a the petition rights and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's important to announce that and ha let people understand you can go to our website and you can pull up these ideas and, and things uh, to see, you know, what our goal here is and to understand where we're coming from and to understand that, you know, our government is not working in our best interest and we have to do something about that. Um, it could already be too late. Uh, and, and when Ron and I say things like this, me specifically, um, I'm talking about the entire government, not talking about a specific party, a specific individual. I'm talking about all of them. Um, and that, you know, we have to take action. You know, it's not enough, like you said, to sit around and piss and moan about it and, and bitch and gripe and you know, scream at your television screen because you're dis you're, you disagree with whoever is happens to be on for that hour or, or whatever channel it is. Um, 
there are there are evil forces at work, in my opinion, uh, against what this country stands for and, and for a, what a revolution was fought over. So I, I encourage people to go to our website, and, and if you go towards the bottom, you'll see some... Um, uh, uh, area with interesting tidbits and <laughs> some of the stuff on here uh, is things that you have sent me, Ron. Uh oh. Um, Yikes! Like the uh, children of the April April rain. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. Robert Byrd, Saint Andrew, Pelosi impeaches Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, St. Andrew, St. Andrew, that was, that was, that triggered a lot of people. <laughs> I, I encourage a lot of people to, uh, you know, whoever listens to go to our website and inquiryintofreedom.com and to check out these things that Ron has written. Uh, there's some really interesting um, takes on, on some things, uh, but, but check out the restorative freedom um, and, and see what we're all about. And by all means, contact us. There's a contact form uh, where you can email us. And, uh, you know, if you want to be a guest on the show, we'll be more than happy to have you. doesn't matter what side you're on. We, we need to have these conversations. Uh, Ron and I uh, agree to a certain extent that some of you on the left we don't want to talk to, and you're not serious people. And... Are any of you? I, I challenge. I send out a challenge to say, someone with some common sense, come on here and talk to us. And, and tell us why you think there should be gun control or reparations or, you know, men and women's sports and, and why Joe Biden is such a great president. And that our elections uh, are fair and, and, and uh, accurate. You know, we'll be more than happy to have those debates. Well, Alan will. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for I mean, all we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you know, we'll see. I'd like, I'd like to have that conversation. Well, the thing is, is that I agree with, well, there's neoliberal and neoconservative. There are no longer any real conservatives and real liberals. But, you know, the I'm a, a classical liberal, which is actually more, more way more conservative than um, actually a lot of conservatives are these days. But... You know, we we'll just have to see where people shake out. I, I am more inclined to agree with more liberals, more modern liberals on things than you are. Um, and yet I'm less interested in talking to them than you are. And, and I think that's a curious dynamic. Right. Um, I mean, it probably has just more to do with I'm so old and I have almost no patience any longer. Um, if someone thinks men can have babies, 
or and periods. They want to talk, yeah, and they want to talk to me about reasonable common sense gun control. Well, um, sorry, but you 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 belong to the insane asylum. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to be wearing one of those stupid pink hats, and and go pedal whatever in the subway and get choked to death. You know, fine. But if but there are people who actually are against what this um, whatever social equity, whatever it is, who are liberals. You know, they don't buy some of it here and there. I mean, like the COVID thing. I knew a lot of of the liberals in Denver who were against that because I was still living there in Colorado when it started. And there were a lot of them against that. But none of them were going to speak out. They were just... They... I don't know. They uh, they didn't do anything about it. I guess that would be my gripe. Like, say something. Yeah. Well, we seem to have a lot of people say things on the internet or social media. You know, and I just want to give an opportunity. You know, they don't have a... There's a lot of talk shows, radio talk shows and stuff that people try to call into and and they never get a chance to speak. So it's an open invitation for anyone from either side. Uh, You know, but you have to be a rational uh, human being that has some sort of semblance of common sense uh, with some substance to your your debate. Oh, so you're going to regulate who can come on. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's a great idea myself. Well, well I, I, so yeah, I guess I would say I would regulate that. Yeah. If you come on here and start acting like a fool and screaming and yelling and calling names and, and the, you know, what about isms and the the phobias and all that crap. Yeah, I'll I'll cut you off. I, I don't want to hear any of that crap. You know, I, I, I want to have a civil con- conversation with a reasonable person, you know, about issues that are facing our country. Yeah, yeah. And And I want to hear solutions. I don't want to hear the symptoms. We all know what the symptoms are. You know, we're, we are here to find solutions, and we want people to give us those solutions. And then we want to present them, uh, you know, as part of our grievance. Here's our grievance, and here's the solution. You're, you're not providing us. The government, uh, from, from the local to the federal level, is not providing us with any solutions, and they haven't for a long time. And some of us, like Tucker said, we're sick of it. You know, he's sick of he's sick of his industry not doing what they're supposed to do. Well, we're sick of our government not doing what they're supposed to do, crapping all over us every single day. I mean, the, the opening uh 
part of the opening of our uh, Bill of Rights is the the pursuit of uh, I'm sorry, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, all of those are threatened. More so today than at any other time. In my opinion. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a lot of disagreement about that. I mean, there's not a lot of agreement on exactly who the threat is or where it's coming from, but but there is a lot more fear about loss of those things than there ever has been. But why is that? I mean, is it is it has it always been there and just the, you know, 24-7 cable news and the internet and, you know, breaking news um, that we're, we have access to more information than we did, you know, say 25, 30 years ago? Um, is that well, the difference? We do have access to more information, but I think that we also have access to more incorrect information than we ever used to also. People have to, you have to look a lot harder to find truth than, than you used to. I mean, it was at least reliable to go to almost any news source in the country before I mean, and i'm going to say like like let's pick a number 1970. I mean, you could read the wall street journal or uh whatever times or whatever republic or whatever democrat you know the the names of the different um newspapers um, most radio broadcasts were were relatively accurate i mean did they still leave out things sure they did because They've got time issues, but for the most part, if you listen to one channel and heard something and you listen to another channel uh, two hours later uh, and you heard basically the same thing, it was, it was pretty much reliable. Now it's not. Now we have a whole lot of stuff that is not reliable on almost every channel and all of those channels are owned by only i keep using the number six but i have to verify that six large corporations control 90 percent of the media and our most of our media is, is uh inaccurate i mean it's completely useless for anything other than stirring people up so, but regardless of whether or not, what the, what the cause might be, whether it's media or more or less information or what have you, the, the things that people are afraid of, loss of freedom, uh, not being safe in your car or in your home or what have you, the, the personal freedoms, the personal safety issues that people are afraid of are legitimate. And I don't know that 
that has ever been the case before that so many things are legitimate concerns that there's so many things to be legitimately afraid of and i'm not a person who lives in fear uh i think you have a choice in life to live in fear or live in joy and even though all of the bad news of the world's coming at you you can still have a positive attitude about it right um so we've had definitely bad times you know there's pearl harbor i'm thinking that was a pretty bad thing 9-11 pretty bad thing um but there was pretty much a sense that the folks in charge you know we may agree or disagree but we don't need to sit around and worry about how things are going to get handled with the japanese that that they pretty much the military will get that handled and we can rely on to a large part extent on that information i don't think we that trust was as well placed as it was i think the things should have been questioned a lot more because we the public didn't get all the information but it, all I'm saying is that it was more reliable than it is today. If CNN and NBC and the Wall Street Journal all say the same thing, it's just because that's the talking point of the day. That, you know, they all, they all get their talking points and they all, they say the exact same words. And it's all, it's all false, it's lies. So where do you go to get truth anymore? If you, wherever you think you're, where, if you're hearing something that you're not hearing anywhere else, it's probably true. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Just look at the things we've just been joking up around cynically, saying, oh, yeah, the next thing you know, they'll be saying men can have babies. Well, mm. what do you know? They are. Yeah. So... You know, it's just uh, the man Adam. I can't even count how many times we've sarcastically said things <clears throat> on our show, and lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, right? You know, it 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 happens, or it comes true, or we were right. Yeah, and and we're just two regular Joes. It's shocking. It, I mean, it, to, it really is. Yeah, I, I mean, when you have it. when you have somebody. <sighs> This is this is how uh, unserious these people are in the media. When you have someone like Joe Scarborough, who who claims to be a journalist and and a smart person, <laughs> who sits down and and inter, and 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 conducts an interview with Fetterman. And compares him to Lincoln. I mean, what? Oh my God, I missed that. Did that really happen? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I, these are not, these are oh, people. I don't care. I don't care if you are on the left. 
and you're sitting there and you think this is normal behavior and that, you know, the, the, listen, the guy's had a stroke, he's had um, depression issues, mental health problems. Hey, all the sympathy and empathy you want to give the man, I'm right there with you. But to have, Personally, but to have someone who claims to be a serious journalist sit down with someone like that and compare them to Abraham Lincoln, you have to, you have to be half insane to look yeah. at that and go, oh my gosh, that's that's really great. Oh, he's he's so he's such a good journalist, and and man, this is such good, such a a, a good perspective, and what. Yeah, I had no idea that happened. Oh, my God. Well, the guy's a fool. I mean... But, I mean, there's a lot of those fools. Fetterman's, Fetterman's a fool, but also so is Joe Scarborough. So. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm... I guess that's the point, is there's a lot of foolish people on, on television that claim to be, you know, uh, journalists and... and reporting the news or or whether it's an opinion or not why are people like that popular are they are they have they gotten so good at lying ron that that they have just baffled people with bullshit for so long that people look up to them and go yeah man i gotta turn that show on because it's just a, such a great person i mean i can't be the only one sitting around going you know and I, I see this with, with some of the uh, conservative shows. That's just not a good person. Like, you can tell when they're, they're full of crap. You know, and it, it shouldn't take you that long. No. I mean, you should know. I, I, when I meet people, um, I think this is one of the... The greatest things that my father had ever taught me. That I can tell within 30 seconds whether someone's a good person or not. Whether it's someone I ever want to speak to again, ever want to be associated with again. Um, I, I think I'm a good judge of character. And some of these people, I mean, it's like, how, how do they even, how are they even on television? How do they... Mm -hmm. How do they stay in, in those positions? Right. Yeah, because there's people on both sides of the aisle, politically, that they're bad people. And they're good people, too. Right. So, you know, I retired now, so I'll say that in all my years of lending money, um, several billion dollars um never had a foreclosure never had a loss on a loan period ever that's crazy I mean, yeah never never happened so i must be a pretty good breed of character i mean i may be i don't know people can say whatever they want about me personally but you know, if I'm sitting around talking to you, then I must think of highly of you because I don't waste time on people 
who, as you say, I, I have a read on them that they're a bad person. Well, I'm not going to communicate with you, even on Facebook. You're just someone who is not worth my time. I'm not going to argue with you. You're just, you know, talk to the hand because I'm already done. But there's people who I dealt with all the time. In fact, one of them was a special assistant to uh, Bill Clinton, actually. Uh, you know, clients, customers. Uh, actually, a former president was one of my customers. Um, all kinds of people. Um, you know, that if, if I thought you were a bad person, you were not getting a loan. That's actually one of the biggest loan criteria. There's all the usual stuff, you know, financial statements and all this kind of stuff. But if I've got a read on you that you're a bad person, that's, that tells me you're probably not going to pay off. Or if you do, you're going to be a, a pain in the ass the whole time you're a customer. And I'm like, no, I'm a private lender. I don't have to do business with anyone. And lo and behold, that that formula must work if I never had a loss, right? So uh, the, what you said about character, J.P. Morgan himself was testifying to Congress. I think it was in the 30s because... Even then, Congress was up in arms about people not being able to get loans easily enough or what have you, and they, they wanted to take character. You know, there's five C's of credit, credit underwrite. Character is one of those C's, right? Mm -hmm. And they wanted to take it out. They didn't want that to be relevant. And he said, without character, <laughs> there is no, yeah. It's all over if yeah. you take that. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So that's John Pierpont. Pierpont. I think Pierpont, Pierpont, Morgan himself. You remove character from the equation and um, you don't have a system anymore that will work. So it's that important. So you're making a, that's a really good point you're making. Important. Yeah, for sure. I think we lack a lot of that in, in our public officials. Well, yeah. I mean, how many people in politics would you say have a good character? Not very think, many. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, maybe 10%. I was going to say like two. <laughs> Well, I you're think you're probably, you're probably closer than me. Yeah. You're being generous. You know, yeah. Well, I am in a generous mood today. But then <laughs> I might change my mind if I go to giving them a loan. I'll know more about them. And I might, you know, just so you know. Yeah. Um, but I'll give people the benefit of the doubt, too. So just because I have a cynical view toward politics and politicians doesn't mean that I wouldn't give them a fair shake. I mean, we both think a lot of uh, Tulsi Gabbard. She's not, you know, she was a, when we first started talking about her, she was a sitting uh, congressperson uh, and she was a Democrat. 
Now she left the Democrat Party and everything and is no longer at Congress. But, you know, we saw her characters, my boy. Oh, we yeah. Saw that her character. That's a great point. A yeah. Good, is a good person. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way about Joe Manchin. I'm coming around on Kirsten Cinema. Yeah, I was just getting ready to mention her uh, now that you say her name. Yeah, I just, uh, because I don't watch the news any longer, I don't see what I would need to see to kind of reach conclusions. Plus, so many of those people are on TV too. But you know, there's a lot. So, so along with saying that, I, there's a lot of issues that I probably disagree with both of them on, meaning mansion sure. and cinema. But exactly. as far as like character goes, like they they have some morals and some you know standard. Precisely. You know they have some integrity and and I think that that's very few and far between when it comes to to people mm -hmm. in politics. Yeah. So and you I mean gotta the, be the vast majority of them, local, state, and federal. Mm -hmm. and, and even so in our, our judicial system, that those people that are being appointed to these positions of power are just like the people who are appointing them. You know, they all kind of come together. You know, they, they run in the same circles. So, yeah. you know, it's it's like the... It's like the mob, right? Well, they're all the they're all the same scum on the same pod. Yeah. So you um, know, they're all buddies. They're all partners. They're all friends. Uh. Well, look how often John McCain would refer to his friends on the other side of the aisle. Oh my gosh, Ted, I hate that. Ted Kennedy, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. I mean. Others, I'm like, well, yeah, you just told me that you're just as dishonest as they are. Then, <laughs> yeah, right? And boy, was that a yeah. good call? I would never trust that guy. No. Anyway, we've gone long here. Yes, we have. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us on another episode of an inquiry into freedom. And uh, once again, don't forget to check out our website, inquiryintofreedom.com. There's some good content on there. Um, probably need to start updating that a little bit, but uh, we'll see you Thursday. Oh, yeah. by the way, there is a, uh, I think our topic will be tomorrow, there is a press conference from Senator Comer on the Biden family crime syndicate. Oh. Yeah, they're supposed to announce some bombshells. We'll see what happens. Maybe that'll be our topic. Hmm. Cool. But we'll see you then. Thanks for joining. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Adios.